Blog Talk Radio. This fall, the Fantasy Sports Channel will make history all over again with even more live fantasy sports radio than anywhere on the planet. At least 12 hours of fantasy football, baseball, basketball, and hockey action each Monday through Friday. Plus more fantasy sports talk every Saturday and Sunday. More than 50 shows in all from the best fantasy sportscasters in the business. Try getting that on your radio dial. The Fantasy Sports Channel, only on Blog Talk Radio. It's a schedule you can bet on. Mike, the Super Bowl is set. It's the Colts versus the Saints. Red versus blue is next. 60 seconds. One bleeds red and one bleeds blue. Two friends, one heated rival. It's intense. It's no holds barred. It's game time. On Red versus Blue Sports Talk Radio with your host Scott Atkins and Michael Trent. Scott and Mike and their versatility bring new light to many topics in and out of the world of fantasy sports. Guests can reach the show by calling 347-324-5404. Red versus Blue Sports Talk Radio where Planet Red and Big Blue Nation collide. Let's hope they're still friends afterwards. Here they are, Scott and Mike. Mike, Mike, it's Red versus Blue High Stakes Radio, and hello everybody, welcome to another edition of Red versus Blue Sports Talk Radio, wherever you may be, thanks for making us part of your night, and it is, uh, we're one week away, Mike, from Super Bowl Sunday, the game is set, the match is here, the Indianapolis Colts against the New Orleans Saints, the two best teams, bar none, in the National Football League, they're squaring off, Mike, who do you like? Well, I'm not going to. Uh, I'm not going to tell you right now. I'm not going to tell the listeners right now. Uh, I think this is one of the best Super Bowls that we've seen in a long time. Uh, there's going to be a ton of offense, but people don't forget about the defenses that uh, Indy brings to the table. The the way uh, New Orleans, the way they strip the ball, they create turnovers. So uh, you know. The over and under, I believe it's in the 55, 56 range, uh, 54, something like that. Uh, I think uh, Indianapolis is now a six-point favorite. Uh, Yeah, it's it's pretty heavy right now. So uh, I can't can't tell you who I I like, but uh, maybe later in the show I will, Scott, because I have a very definitive opinion on this game. So uh, we'll, we'll check on it later. Well, and our predictions will be coming uh, later on in the show. But uh, what, two great games we saw on Sunday. Obviously, uh, some of us uh, had a good time. Some of us didn't. Uh, I was fortunate enough to be at the uh, the Colts-Jets game in Indianapolis right here at uh, good old Lucas Oil Stadium and uh, where the Colts did finish off the Jets 30-17. to But, Mike, the Jets have a lot to be proud of. 
with that young team. I tell you, I'm in the second, I'm in the first half, and and I'm thinking to myself, man, we can really do this. This is this is really looking good. They're up 17-6 when they got that when they got that sack, you know, on Joseph Adai, and he fumbled after the the touchdown, and we were up 14-6, and then you know, getting the sack. Uh, which was the third sack, you know, pretty much the third big sack of the day. I guess it wasn't a sack, it was a tackle on a die. Gets the fumble, comes down, gets another field goal. We're up 17-6 to six with two minutes to go. Mike, right. I'm thinking, okay, if we can just hang on to this lead, we could really win this game. But it didn't take long yeah. for Peyton to finally find Collie. And what a story by Austin Collie and Pierre Garçon. If you remember, uh, if you remember on the show last week, I thought this game would be close for the first half. And then, uh, if you remember, I told you, I, I said, you know, Peyton, he's going to find a way in that second half to pick things apart, to know what's going to happen. And, you know, Peyton, he knows his guy, uh, whether it's Pierre Garçon, uh, Dallas Clark, Reggie Wayne, it happened to be Garçon on that day. Um, New York Jets fans, I'm going to tell you right now, you have a lot to be proud about because you have a great running attack. You have a great defense. And you have a quarterback that learned a ton throughout the entire year, plus making it to the playoffs. So a lot to build on. The Jets remind me a little bit uh, uh, about the Baltimore Ravens when uh, Joe Flacco was there uh, in his first year. Uh, same type deal. Uh, same type deal. Joe Flacco, Ray Rice. Uh, you know, Mark Sanchez and, and Rex uh, Ryan. Don Green. And, yeah, not to mention the connections with Rex Ryan, the head coach, and uh, right. once he's as a coordinator for the Ravens. That's, that's a good analogy. But I tell you, this, this Pierre Garçon and Austin Collie, they combined for 18 catches, 280 yards, and two touchdowns, Mike. It's just unbelievable that you would get that type of contribution from two, uh, let, let's go ahead and call them first-year receivers. I mean, in an offense, Garçon, I know he's not a rookie, but – Collie definitely is, and he stepped right in for Anthony Gonzalez uh, with that injury. Now you're, you're sitting there with, first of all, not to mention the impact, but look at that, look at that lineup of receivers you're going to have next year with Wayne, Dallas Clark, Garcon, Collie, and then how are you going to fit Anthony Gonzalez in there? Somebody, something has to give. What, this is the first yeah. year, and I'm going to go ahead and say it, this is the best receiving course Peyton Manning has ever had, and he is absolutely just taking advantage of it. Well, I, you know, I totally agree, Scott. Uh, something, something does have to give. Uh, but maybe it doesn't. It's all about systems. And, uh, you know, I said this earlier in the year, uh, you know, it's all about systems. When when offensive coordinators and, uh, you know, Peyton Manning and these guys, they get together, it, it, it doesn't matter. It, it's going to be one guy. It's going to be a guy on a particular day. For instance, next Sunday, it could be Dallas's Clark Day. I mean, Dallas Clark could have his day, and Pierre Garçon, Garçon, he may he may have only one reception. It depends on the ebb and flow of the game, and it happened last week with uh, Garçon. It happened to be his day, and so be it. Well, and and I heard a couple of comments. You know, I was at the game. I was in my Jeff screen. We're going to talk about the uh, the fiasco here in the parking lot with the yeah. Jeff fan that got arrested. I was there at that event. I was watching. I was filming. I was taping. Mike, I was actually interviewed by the New York Post this week about that incident, and uh, I, I tell you, it was it was a little shocking after what we saw last week with the Chargers, uh, the Jets fan getting arrested at the Charger game, and 
all the Charger fans were around him, you know, basically defending the guy, saying he didn't do anything, and, and the police still, yeah, you know, basically hogtied him and walked him right out of the stadium. Right. It, it, you know what, Scott? I, I, I saw what you sent, and uh, it looked pretty lame what they were trying to do. You know, it was like, uh, well, you know, you're in our house type of deal, but but the fan was just being a fan, and there's nothing wrong with being a fan at a game, and there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, three four seven three two four five four zero four. If you have a take on that incident or any anything else we uh, we're talking about here tonight, give us a call. Feel free. We're streaming live on the fantasysportschannel dot com fsc dot fm. Uh, we're also podcasting, uh, so if you if you happen to miss the show, definitely subscribe through iTunes, and you can catch us on your iPod or MP3 player. Uh, Mike, again, I was at the game, and, uh, you know, the first half was fantastic. Seeing, you know, first of all, the defense step up in the very first drive and sack Peyton Manning right off the bat, force the, force the punt. Uh, then they come back down, kick a field goal, and, and it kind of becomes that uh, the Colts get that field goal, and then the, uh, Sanchez throws a great ball to Braylon Edwards, and he doesn't drop it this time. I mean, yeah. Jets yeah. fans uh, throughout the stadium were going crazy at about that point. Uh, to see Braylon Edwards make a big catch in a big game, that's real promising for the Jets. Yeah, you know what? Uh, it's kind of funny. It was an 80-yard reception, wasn't it? I mean, it was uh, it was sweet. And uh, Braylon Edwards just uh, he carried it in his bread basket and just uh, took it to the house. And, uh, you know, <laughs> it's kind of funny because as Jets fans, like you said, you're like, uh, uh-oh, don't drop it, don't drop it, don't drop it. But he didn't. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of things to build on uh, if you're a Jets fan, like I said. <laughs> and that's how, the, that's how the stadium sounded, man. There were plenty of Jets fans uh, all around the stadium. Colts fans were very happy to go ahead and sell tickets to that game, and uh, Jets fans definitely took advantage of it. And then you have, the you know, the big play. Colts come back down. They, they get stopped at the goal line. Uh, on a on a on a third down play, Peyton tries to push it in. Usually that works because he's you know six five. He he gets stopped. So another big defensive stand for Rex Ryan. They kick a field goal, and then you finally see the um, the Wildcat formation with Brad Smith, the former Missouri quarterback. Right. And and Jets fans all year have been waiting for this guy to throw, and he backs up and he throws the throws the ball just perfectly, right in right in line for Jericho Cotter to catch the ball, move down the field, and then Sanchez. The rookie, man, he steps up, he makes a big throw as he gets hit to Dustin Keller. Dustin Keller catches the touchdown, and Mike, we're watching this game, and it's 14-6. Yeah, and the one thing about it is uh, when they made that play with uh, Brad Smith, uh, you know, it caught it caught Indianapolis so out of character. They, they didn't know what to think, and it's like, oh, well, right. But yeah. uh, but but in the back of the Jets' minds, and you know, in the back of my mind, you know, I'm thinking second half, second half, uh, right? And you know, that's what I think everybody was at that point. Because again, I was sitting around a lot of Colts fans. Colts fans are very smart about the game, especially the ones I was sitting around. They were they were they were calling the plays based on the formation. They knew what was happening because they've watched Peyton long enough. But I got to tell you. At 14-6, to six, the, the crowd is still in this game, and they're saying, no problem, don't worry about it. But as soon as the Colts got the ball back, and then the very first play, a die gets the handoff, and the Jets break through their line, force a die to fumble, I saw it in the crowd. It, it took it out of them. It said, wait a minute, is this one of those yeah. strange days where the Jets just have our number? At that point in time, 
there was a little air let out of the cold sails for a second, and, and they had to be thinking to themselves, man, what is going on today? Uh, and then Peyton Manning, like I said, there was a beautiful pass. If you watched the highlights of that game and the replay, yeah. that, that, that pass that was thrown to Cauley was the pivotal play in the game. If that pass is it is shorter, okay? Jim Lennon touches that ball or tips it or deflects it or something, and, that, and they don't score in the first half. Scott, Scott, you cannot put that pass any better. Beautiful. Put it uh, an inch to the right or an inch to the left. Uh, there's problems, but he put it perfectly, and uh, it just, you know, it, it, it made good for uh, Indianapolis, and uh, that's Peyton Manning. And after that, after that throw, uh, that gave them the confidence that they needed to say, okay, we can do this all day long. I really felt sorry for Dwight Lowry who was matched up on Barcelona all day. It was it was just a bad matchup yeah. altogether. And then Drew Coleman could not handle Austin Collie. Uh, I feel sorry for my uh, my, my Louisville uh, safety, Kerry Rhodes. He could not help out. He was trying. These guys were doing everything they could to stop Peyton, and it was not happening. Like, this is the best receiving course he's ever had. And, and like I said, fans of the game, they know the Colts very intimately. They said this is Peyton's team. Peyton has basically been allowed to call the plays call all the year plays. long. Right. All year right. long. This, this is the first chance Peyton's ever had to do that. And and there were plenty of fans there that said, look, this is the type of game in the second half, when it was fourth quarter, they said this is the type of game that Dungy would take over and start to run the ball and get real conservative. But with Caldwell, it's a little bit of a different story. He says, Peyton, it's your team. You go ahead and do it. And, and you saw it. The, the Colts are up. And they're still in the shotgun throwing that ball. <laughs> this, this is a different Colts team, and it's nice to see Peyton well, finally getting, you know, finally getting to take over. Well, you know, Scott, he's he's going to do that. Uh, I think he'll uh, continue to call his own plays, uh, maybe even in the Super Bowl, because uh, he has those options. But as long as he has an Adai or whoever beside him, I mean. You you never know about that inside handoff that can bust out for uh, six eight yards. So that gives you so many options. The Colts has so many options, and um, that's why that uh, I think that's why that line has gone from five to six uh, because you don't know who it's going to be. They 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 have so many things that's going for them, and their defense is I mean their defense is rock solid, but. I'd like to talk about the uh, Pro Bowl in a bit. Hey, if we can make time for the Pro Bowl, that, uh, that'll be something else. But, okay, that was a game. The Colts finished them off. They pretty much handled the man handled the Jets uh, in the second half, 30-17. to 17. Uh, The game's over. And then we everybody moves on to the game of the week, uh, the Saints and the Vikings. And, Mike, I'm telling you what, it took everything the Saints had and then some to win this game and to pull this game from Brett Favre. Look. Uh, Peyton's going to go down as one of the best quarterbacks of all time. He's going to be—he's going to be after this Super Bowl. I'm sure if he, if he gets the win, he's going to be in the discussions with Joe Montana, uh, you know, John Elway. He's going to uh, Tom Brady. He's—he's he's already in that discussion. Uh, we all know that Super Bowl rings do that. But with Drew Brees, you know, he is a—he is a guy threw for three touchdowns, 200 yards, and couldn't do much more than that against his Vikings team and. Somehow they pull this game out from Brett Favre. Brett Favre does it what he does best. Mikey threw an interception as his last play as a Packer. He threw an interception as his last play as a Jet. 
And sure enough, he throws an interception as his last play, possibly as a Viking. Well, you know, I I don't uh, I don't put the the last play uh, as an interception that costs the game, and I hope people understand that. Uh, Minnesota dropped the ball four times, whether it be interception or fumbles. New Orleans turned it over one time. There was a lot of things in that game that uh, could have made Minnesota to win this game. Uh, but it just didn't happen that way. Uh, you know, when you turn the ball over four times, four times, and to still be in the game, you got to feel really good about yourself. Uh, what Brett Favre did, he it was a desperation move, and there's nobody wants it back any more than he does. Uh, so, you know, it, it was one of those uh, heat of the moment things that uh, he didn't want to do, but he did. And uh, Mike, and it's not all far at fault here. Look, the guy threw, he was getting hit and hammered all day. This Saints defense, yeah. if you notice, Drew Brees was the only offensive skill position in the in the Pro Bowl this year. The rest of the guys were, you know, big defensive guys, you know. I mean, this is this team. This They were teeing off on Favre all day. And, and Rex Ryan says it best. When you hit the quarterback, the whole team feels it. And they kept hitting Favre, man. And this is the first time in my life I'm just cringing here at seeing how many times this guy's getting hit. He's a, he's a warrior. He threw for 310. He's on the sideline. You know, it looks like he's out with the ankle. And the guy says he, he comes running back out there, Mike. I don't know how he does it. Most guys – would well, be laid up and done, but Favre comes back out. He he's he's a beast. He's a beast of a different kind, uh, Scott. He he's just he, he's a special individual. And uh, you know, if if you're a Minnesota Viking fan or even a Green Bay or a Green Bay Packer fan, you have to love his resiliency and the way he keeps on going and keeps on going. Uh, it's just it, it's great to see. It's great to see and. Uh, he made one mistake in that game, and that's, you know, that's going to cost him. But uh, that's that, that's just the way it is. But definitely not his fault. That, that, and, and, and you know, these guys are all warriors. You can't even pick on Adrian Peterson. The guy played fantastic ball. He just has to hold on to that thing. He's got to go to the Tiki yeah. Barber School or something. Twenty-five yeah. for one hundred twenty-two and three. The guy was on fire. I mean, he just really dominated that, the whole game. But those those turnovers will kill you, man. That's, you can't turn it over and then give it right back like right. that. Adrian Peterson uh, and Brett Favre both, they need to look at each other and say, we didn't lose this game. It just it, it just happened. It just happened. And don't feel bad about it. And, I, you know, I'll be the first to admit, I'm not a big Brett Favre fan, but I hope he comes back because that team has a lot to offer to the NFL, and that would be awesome if he comes back. So we see the Saints win this game with that field goal by Garrett Hartley, the rookie kicker in overtime. Uh, I, I got to tell you, though, Mike, watching that game and their celebration, I was at the Colts game. The Saints looked like they just won the Super Bowl, and rightfully so. You got to enjoy the moment, but that was their big victory. Uh, to the Colts, it looked like okay, we've we've got here, we've got one more game to go before we celebrate because we're in this thing to be the best team of the decade, and ever since Jim Irsay and Bill Poling got together and, and have made this thing happen, I mean, okay. these guys have had fantastic success stories. I mean, when you when you go back and look at the, what they've done, okay. uh, it, it's unbelievable how fast they came in, made the right decisions, got together, drafted Peyton, 
and Grant Dungey. I mean, everything they've done has turned to gold. These right. guys are great. Well, what, what I'm going to say is uh, Peyton Manning, he's been there. Uh, Reggie Wayne, he's been there. Dallas Clark, he's been there. Uh, they have been there. So they should, you know, I'm not saying they should act like they've been there, but, uh, well, they, they have. I think it's like when you play – I, I almost feel like it's when you're oh, playing with on, Michael Scott, Jordan. Hold on, Scott. New Orleans Saints, they've never been there. They've never even – come close. No. This year is their best chance, and these guys ought to be excited. They ought to be excited. They know they've got two weeks between when they win and when they play in the Super Bowl. They should be excited. Hey, man, we're going to the Super Bowl. How many teams can say that? So, I, I you know, Drew Brees is, man, I, I'm a Drew Brees fan, and these guys are going to be so pumped up, and it's just it's it's a lot of fun to watch, and so for, for them to act like they haven't been there, well, they haven't. Well, and that's why I said rightfully so. They need to they need to soak it up and enjoy the moment. But it's a big difference in what their goals are, and the goals for the Indianapolis Colts are to win the Super Bowl. Period. That's it. Peyton Manning. When, when you're around Peyton, you've got these rookies. Okay, you got Collie and then Garcon. I'm still calling him a rookie. I know he's not, but. You're, you're, you're getting this stuff like osmosis, okay? It's like you're on the court with Michael Jordan. You know how everybody plays better when you're, when you're playing with Michael Jordan or when you're playing with the best player. You want to make sure you play your best. That's what these guys do with Peyton Manning, and, and that's what they did Sunday. There's not a lot of teams that would beat that Jets team the way they played. Uh, obviously, they got dominated in the secondary, but that's a good Jets team to win and win convincingly. Now you've got a team – in, who's led by Drew Brees, and I'm telling you, if you see Drew Brees on the street, he's not going to stand out. You know, he's, he's, he's barely six foot, right? I mean, this guy's not a, a Peyton Manning-type quarterback, but he's got an arm, and he can throw that ball, and he can zip it around all day long. It's one of the best free agent pickups of all time, uh, the, Drew Brees, the Drew Brees story. I'm telling you, he's got, uh, he's got quite a story himself going in New Orleans. Out of Purdue, out of Purdue. And, uh, hey, you know, he, he just loves playing the game. And he did a uh, – I wish I could uh, remember what I saw back last year when, when he went overseas, and that's why he does that huddle with the uh, get, getting the team fired up. Uh, that comes from when he went to Afghanistan, I believe it was. And it was just a marvelous moment, the way he does it and the way he gets his team motivated. Uh, Drew Brees, he's a definite motivator. A quiet kind of motivator, though, Scott. You wouldn't, when you look at him, you wouldn't, you wouldn't think that he would be that type of guy. But when he gets in the huddle, it's game on, bub. Well, it's funny that uh, this is the Peyton versus Peyton Super Bowl. Uh, the coaches of each team, uh, you know, Sean Peyton and of course uh, Peyton Manning, uh, both going at it uh, on the offensive side, and, and it's going to be, a, it's going to be a nice show. I'm not going to make my prediction. I think you can kind of tell where I'm leaning, but. Uh, uh, it is. It's going to be a, uh, a game. Hey, I want to jump real quick before we get to the Pro Bowl. Again, there's not a lot to talk about there, but um, before I get to the Pro Bowl, we've got player props that are coming up here in a minute. We're going to talk about all the player props. Uh, we've got the FFPC playoff pool uh, that's going on right now. We've got the FFPC has a party mic for Don Netter. He's the FFPC 2010 grand champion this year. Yeah, I've been uh, checking that out. That'd be cool. Yeah, that, they put an awesome uh, party, real-time sports bar and grill in Elk Grove Village, Illinois. 
Uh, FFPC has paid for a party with for Don and 30 of his friends, and he's going to at the in, at the Super Bowl party, and he's going where he's going to get awarded that $75,000 check. Mike Don's the last winner ever of that $75,000 check because the FFPC has now upped that to $100,000 next year. So wow, what a great way to what a great way to celebrate the Super Bowl. You win the FFPC. You got 30 of your buddies at uh, one of the local pubs. Sports Bar and Grill, and you get awarded the check. Uh, it doesn't get much better than that, Mike. What a, what a great uh, way to end the season. No, I mean, it doesn't get much better than that. And, uh, you know, I, I'd love to be in the shoes and uh, to do that, but uh, how do you do it? Well, you know, a lot of thinking, a lot of uh, maneuvering and uh, things that you need to do to, uh, you know, to have yourself a successful team. Well, it's just a nice, it's a nice touch by the FFPC. I just wanted to recognize it. I think it's worth mentioning uh, when the FFPC goes above and beyond to uh, make the experience a little bit better. Just you know, for the winner, look, you've already won seventy-five thousand. You've already got the title as the FFPC champ. You got the seventy-five thousand dollar check coming, and now you got a party to kick it off, uh, to touch it all off. You know, a cherry yeah, on the top with all your friends. It's a Super Bowl party. I mean, come on, that's great. So, uh, wanted to yeah. mention that. Good kudos to uh, Alex and Dave and Chris. Uh, for pulling that off. I'm also going to mention, uh, Mike, your sport. One of you, I, I, I'm going to go ahead and call it your favorite sport, uh, America's Pastime Baseball. The WCFF has announced that they are going live this year with the first ever World Championship of Fantasy Baseball uh, featuring $200,000 overall top prize. Uh, Mike, it's going to be the debut March 26th through 28th. The live drafts are going to be held at the Venetian in Las Vegas. Uh, they're also going to hold them at the, the Grand Hyatt at Grand Central Station in New York, so whichever one you can make it to. But you could draft uh, at the World Championship of Fantasy Baseball, WCOFB.com. Uh, registration is now available, Mike. It's going to cost you $1,600 plus a $150 event fee, uh, and the top prize is 200 grand. You, you, you win your league, you advance to the championship round. So if you win your league, you win back six grand, Mike. If you place third in your league, you get your money back, 1500 So is well, this something well, we're going to see Mike TV in? Well, I think my, my record uh, from last year uh, should say enough. Uh, I know baseball. I know baseball really well. Uh, and, I, you know, I, I'm looking forward to doing something like that uh, because – I know the ins and outs, uh, the, the shortstop that you may need uh, that, you know, is, <laughs> you know, under the radar. And there are so many in baseball because the thing about baseball is day by day, day by day. You have to keep track of it day by day and know what's going on every single day. And uh, I'm going to try to duplicate my uh, my my T's for C's and uh, my 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 gambling line and uh, still keep trying to uh, do the baseball deal. Well, we'd like to see you do it, Mike. I'd even uh, I'd even jump in there with you and uh, you know just back you uh, to be part of a winning team because I really think you got what it takes uh, in this baseball. But uh, we'll see. You got time to register again. That event is kicking off March 26th to 28th, live at the Venetian in Las Vegas. Uh, we bring you all the world of high stakes fantasy sports. So definitely go check that out if you're into baseball. The playoff pool that we want to talk about is the FFPC playoff pool, Mike. Um, this is the one where we've all been kind of uh, anxious to see how our team was going to do, and and the top prize here is twelve thousand dollars or twelve five for the top prize. 
Uh, it cost us $200 to jump in. We've we, we got our team. And uh, unfortunately for Red versus Blue, we are out of contention for the top prize. Uh, someone does have the, the same two players that we have left. We have Peyton Manning on one side and Marquez Colston on the other. Those are our two guys that we have left. Unfortunately, somebody has those same players left with more points than us. So we're, we're competing for second place right now, but that's okay. The top prize is still 5000 there. And, uh, Mike, right now we're 28 points back, but the Super Bowl counts were for double points. And we're one of the only teams that has Peyton Manning, besides the other one I, I told you about. All the rest of the teams, for the most part, are Drew Brees and Dallas Clark. So what do you like more, Mike? Peyton Manning and Colston as a combination, or Drew Brees and Dallas Clark? Huh. I like Drew Brees and Dallas Clark, I'll hmm. be honest with you. Uh, you know, that, that just sets up. Colston is feast for famine uh, with that with that offense. Uh, I think Dallas Clark, uh, you know, I'm in, I'm in another league myself, uh, the one from each, and it's kind of the same situation. But uh, Dallas Clark is set and ready on a big game. And uh, Drew Brees, he's going to get his, and so is Peyton Manning. But unfortunately, Peyton Manning is going to throw Dallas Clark. Dallas Clark quite a bit. Well, I'm 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 expecting that as well, Mike. I just hope that we can we can see a big Peyton Manning day, and uh, Colston is gonna take advantage of those corners. I really think he's got the size to do that, and they're gonna have to do it. If if, if you're gonna be Drew Brees, you're gonna have to throw to Colston to win this game. I think you've got to move the ball and keep up with the Colts. And the only thing well, that's for sure that I like about having Peyton Manning, Mike, you know he's gonna get his. They decide to yeah. stop Dallas Clark, and, and Vilma finds a way to cover that guy or something. You know, uh, Peyton will take what you give him, right? You've said that before. Peyton right. will take what you give him, and, and so you know Peyton's going to get his. You're not so sure if it's going to be Dallas. I personally, I'm hoping it's going to be Reggie Wayne. I think this is the week you're going to see Reggie Wayne show up. So. Well, exactly. It's going to be one of the receivers or the tight end. Uh, like last week, it was Garcon. So you, you just don't know. Um, when In the one from each league, when Lenny and I, we, we had to pick a quarterback, and I said, look, let's pick a quarterback that's going to make it to the Super Bowl. And both of us agreed it was going to be Indy. Both of us agreed that uh, it was going to be New Orleans with Drew Brees. So you get, you, you get a ton of fantasy points out of those quarterbacks. And yeah. That you know, that's what we went with uh, in that league. Yeah. But uh, Dallas Clark, pretty in that league. Yep. It, it could be a it could be a big week for Dallas Clark. I'm uh, I, I'm still feeling good about having one of the only Peyton Manning teams. That, you know he's going to get his, and like we saw this past week, he's going to throw it wherever you, 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 he's going to whatever you give him. Right. You know, if it's Reggie Wayne gets locked down by Revis, he goes to Garcon in college. You throw it to Dallas Clark, he's probably going to go to Wayne. So. Kind of nice to have, Mike. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back with player props for the Super Bowl and everything that is the Pro Bowl. And we've got one heck of a dynasty trade that Mike pulled off today. You've got to hear about it. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Greg Kellogg. You know the routine. It's Friday night. You're looking over your lineup. It's either Lavernius Coles versus the Browns or Lance Moore versus the Falcons. I'm a serious fantasy player, and regular fantasy advice just won't do. I need to know, without a doubt, that the fantasy advice I'm getting makes sense. That's why I listen to Red vs. Blue Fantasy Sports Radio. 
Catch Scott Atkins in the Red vs. Blue Crew chat room every Friday night at 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for those difficult-to-make lineup decisions. I'll be there. Will you? Pants on the ground, pants on the ground, looking like a fool with like your pants, pants on the ground, with the bow in your mouth, hat turned sideways, pants hit the ground, call yourself a cool cat, looking like a fool, walking downtown with your pants on the ground, giddy up, hey, get your pants on the ground, looking like a fool, walking, talking with your pants on the ground, giddy up, hey, get your pants on the ground. What was that song called? Pants on the ground. Mike, we're back. Red versus blue. Uh, thanks for sticking with us. We got the crew at uh, Red versus blue. It's a little light this weekend. We have had our share of chat room problems. Thanks to all the guys that showed up uh, today for the for the chat room. The crew, as we uh, affectionately call the best minds in the world of high stakes fantasy football. Uh, we are going to be uh, going all season long. We're going after the Super Bowl. We're going to get into some dynasty talk. We always reveal our rankings every year. We're going to revisit our rankings. Going to show you why we were right about Rashard Mendenhall all along. Uh, this year, obviously, Des Bryant is the story of all the rookies coming out. He's definitely the the class of uh, all the all the talent out there. He's been head and shoulders above the rest. We'll talk about dynasty action all throughout the off season. And Mike, you pulled off a trade this morning in a dynasty league that we're in together. And uh, yep. I'll tell you, I'm just looking at it because you've improved the guy who your trading partner, your dancing partner here. He's in my division, and you just helped him out. I've got Dynasty guys in the chat room. I've got Joe from Fantasy Exchange with the NFL Rookie Draft uh, getting ready to start up with that show. And then you got Dave in the chat room. He's a big Dynasty guy. Um, Mike, you've got a trade where you pulled off quarterback for quarterback with a couple of extras. Let me, let me just read the trade off to everybody, and then we can talk sure. about which side is which. One side gives up Aaron Rodgers. The other side gives up Matt Schaub. Mario Manningham and Jason Snelling. So it's basically a shop for Rogers deal with a couple of extras on the shop side to, to make it quote unquote equal. Uh, Mike, tell us why you made this trade and why you gave up on Aaron Rodgers. Well, you know, it wasn't a fact of giving up on Aaron Rodgers. It was a fact of uh, Matt Schaub and uh, Houston they have more of an upside than Green Bay does, in my opinion, right now. Green Bay has hit their pinnacle. They're, I don't see them getting any better. Uh, Houston, they... <laughs> you don't have to when you're number one. <laughs> I guess there's Houston only one way to gonna, go, right? <laughs> Houston is going to get better and better and better uh, with, the, with the pass play, uh, with, with what they're doing, with uh, their offense, uh, no doubt. No doubt about that. So I see, uh, I see the uh, Shaw Rogers honestly being a being a wash. And then uh, you know when I when I can get Manningham, Manningham uh, he he it up the second half of the year, and he is a tall, very tall guy that uh, ended up being, you know, kind of a number two because 
he went through injuries. He went through quite a quite a few injuries, and then they threw in Snelling. Snelling, ah, I don't know. I don't know what I'm gonna do with that guy, but uh, I just feel good about having Manningham as a buffer with uh, with Matt Schultz. And what do you predict for the future of Mario Manningham in New York, Mike? Uh, next year. So you gave up Matt. You gave up Aaron Rodgers for Matt Schaub, a number three wide receiver on the Giants, and a backup running back for the Falcons. You're absolutely right. At the, at this point in time, that's what it looks like. I gave up a a quarterback for a quarterback that are basically going to score the same amount of points next year. And I took it. Whatever, whatever you can do, you can do the want, want, want all you want. I took let's, two let's, quarterbacks. Let's, let's, let's hear some of the feedback in the chat room. Here's some. I'm just going to read them. I'm not going to give you any names. Let's see some. Some of the lay them on me. Lay them on me. I'm going to write them down. Sean is more injury prone than most quarterbacks, and he's older than Rodgers. Houston had a crazy schedule this past year. Shaw is sweet, but the other guys are fodder. Whoa, 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 whoa. I can't, I can't. Well, that's right. I can get them on the podcast. I mean, I can I run. See, I see Snelling equals value minus one. Manningham okay. equals value one out of 100 stars. <laughs> cool, oh, cool. Shaw is a China doll. Touch him once and he breaks. Keep them coming. Keep them coming. I, I I need more. Is that it? Oh, man, I don't know. If they they got to get better than that. They got to get better than that. I mean, the crew has got to get better than that. 347-324-5404. Feel free to call. They got to get better than that. that trade. Here, here's what I'm thinking. Rodgers is the best quarterback to own in Dynasty in the league. 4,400 yards, 30 touchdowns this past year. Uh, 315 rushing yards. This definitely sets him apart from all the other quarterbacks right now. 315 rushing yards. How many? How many passing yards does that equate to here? Let's see. That's that's an extra 31 fantasy points. Uh, somebody do something. That's another 600 yards. That's another 600 yards fantasy. So Mike, you gave up a 5,000 yard quarterback, and he had five rushing touchdowns. So let's throw that into the equation too. That equals uh, 30 points, that's another seven and a half touchdowns. So 5,000 yards and 37 and a half touchdowns, you gave him up for Matt Shaw. Yeah. That's what you did. Yeah. Okay. I did. Well, I did. Well, I, and I'll stand behind it. You're the only one. <laughs> hey. Okay. Well, I'll, be, I'll be the well, only one Mike, laughing, in too. All, in all defense, Mike does have a dynasty win in a league. Not that particularly have a dynasty win. I've seen him win, so he is a dynasty player. But I think you were a little hungover from the night before when you when you hit accept on this trade. Uh, you didn't, you you didn't offer this trade. Somebody else offered this to you, and you hit accept. Somebody, right? somebody. Uh, no, as a matter of fact, he offered three different trades to me. Uh huh. Three different did you, trades. Did you, did you hit accept on one of them? I hit accept on that one because I yeah, love always, it. Let me let me let me say it this way: you always know it's a bad deal when you're the one hitting accept. That's a dynasty rule of thumb that I'll give you. I've been playing dynasty for about eight years now. You always know it's a bad trade when you're the one hitting accept on a trade. Just rule of thumb, Mike. Just just rule of thumb. But 
Let's move on to the uh, uh, it is a trade. <laughs> we will have to wait and see. Matt Schaub, obviously, like you're hearing in the chat room, definite time at all potential. You've got a Warrior, obviously, and Aaron Rodgers after we saw the playoffs. I don't know how. You could definitely get more, I guess, is the point that most folks are trying to make. You can get more than that for Aaron Rodgers, but you didn't. You're going with the guys that you like. So, okay, if you like Manningham, you trade something else on your team to get Manningham, but you don't trade Rodgers to get Manningham. You definitely don't trade Rodgers to get Snelling. There's just other ways to skin the cat and get full value for Aaron Rodgers. That's all we're trying to say. But, Mike, it is interesting. It is interesting that the two quarterbacks that are facing each other in the Pro Bowl, starting quarterbacks are Aaron Rodgers and Matt Schott. Now, I'll be a Matt Schott back into the starting position, but the, we're going to see the Pro Bowl. The floor is yours, the Pro the Bowl. Pro Bowl. What say? What's, what's that? Nothing to say about the Pro Bowl, huh? The Pro Bowl. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That That's a game that Goofy uh, uh, Goodell put in between – between last Sunday and uh, the Super Bowl, <laughs> what a freaking mess! Okay, go. Well, uh, Goodell's already defending his decision, saying it was very good for monetary reasons. Uh, <laughs> and it, it's interesting to joke. see that we don't have any Colts or Saints, but also Mike. The following players, listen to this list, won't be in the Pro Bowl due to injury. You ready? Philip Rivers. I'm ready. Tom Brady, Wes Welker. Brett Favre, Stephen Jackson, Larry Fitzgerald, and Sidney Rice. Not to mention uh, Nate Cating. <laughs> He's not going to play in there because of injury, quote unquote. Uh, well, let me the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl players, you know, from a fantasy perspective, that aren't going to be in it: Peyton Manning, Reggie Wayne, Dallas Clark, and Drew Brees. That's all. But they have to show up. That aren't in it. But they have to show up. Under NFL rules, they have to show up. They have to be there for the presentation. They have to be there on that Sunday to the Pro Bowl. Instead of flying with their team on on Sunday or Monday to Miami, they have to be there on Sunday in Miami, and that's bullcrap. <laughs> NFL rookie draft in a chat room. Breaking news, Bruce Greg Kowski just named to the AFC roster. <laughs> yeah, Gerard has back then, and he is now going to be the quarterback that you see in what? The third and fourth quarter, right? They usually put that third-string quarterback in, the, and he plays basically all the second half. So, you know, if you're if you're asking me what's going to happen in this game and you want to gamble on it, listen, don't look any further than David Gerard against Tony Romo. Those are your third-string quarterbacks. Uh you know, now all the rest is, is kind of immaterial because this is a game where there's not a lot of defense played. It's all about the offense. And Romo's going to throw to Miles Austin, uh, Daryl Jackson, or I'm sorry, Deshaun Jackson, Vernon Davis, Jason Witten, uh, Ronnie White, and Steve Smith. While David Garrard is going to be throwing to Andre Johnson, Mitt, uh, Rash- uh, Brandon Marshall, Ocho Cinco, and Vincent Jackson. Uh, Look, I, this is a game to go ahead and make some – I think, you know, if I'm going to play and have a little fun, I'm going to be looking at it from that perspective. What's the second half going to look like? It's Romo versus Gerard. Look, that's a no-brainer. Let's take what, – what's the line on this game, Mike? Look, 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 look. Most, most times in the uh, Pro Bowl, it's over, 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 over. I mean, that's all you want to take. You want to take the over and what's the line? Uh, 68 over. I'll take the over, and it's going to be over. 
Uh, I don't know the line because I really don't care because the game has made me so mad. Uh, I, I, I really don't care. It's NFC's favorite by two and a half, and the, uh, the over-under is 57. Okay. There you go. Yes. So, I, you know, I'm a, like I said, I, I'm looking at this from a perspective of, look, it's going to be Romo versus Gerard in the second half. I'm thinking that, uh, you know, I'm just going to throw a little bit of uh, a change on it and, and just have some fun with that second half. It's the only thing that's going to get You're me to really watch. really going to be interested in this. Not really. It's the only thing that's going to even get me to watch some of it. I'll, you know, I'll flip it on, though, and, and check it out. But it's, uh, you know, NFC All-Stars versus AFC, you know, minus two and a half. Give me something to root for. Uh, I'm going to take the uh, I'm going to take the NFC. And I, and I kind of agree with you. I think I think the over is just something you take just because you know it's, there's no defense played at all. No, they well they, it, it's an understood rule that you can't touch them. You, you don't want to hurt them and uh, things like that. So so why watch? <laughs> well, now let's game. talk about player props, Mike. Uh, we're going to have our draft here in just yeah, a few minutes. Me. We're going to have our draft in here in just a few minutes for the Super Bowl. Uh, Mike and I are going to just draft a team real quick. Uh, to uh, ten stars, just a full lineup, and uh, get our get our lineup set here in a minute. But uh, we're going to pick off a couple of player props first. Uh, the over under on Peyton Manning yards for the Super Bowl is three hundred and four. Mike, over under Peyton Manning three hundred and four yards. Over. And anybody in the chat room that wants to play along, feel free to just uh, put your pick in here, and we will track your picks as well. Okay, so Mike is going over on Peyton for 304. And that's a, yeah. that is a lot of yards, Mike. You know that's a lot of yards. 304 passing yards, is that what you said? It's a lot of yards. Yeah. over under? Are you kidding me? This game is going to be a freaking shootout. Why, why, would, the, why would the over and under be 50-some-odd? Hmm. I mean, Vegas, they know better. I mean, come on. Well, let's go hey, with it. Hey, just look at this. You know, the shootout that you had at the Super uh, at the, in the NFC Championship game, Mike, thirty-one to twenty-eight, right? How many yards yeah. did Favre throw for? One many. Three ten. He made it. Three ten. Barely huh? in a game that was thirty-one to twenty-eight. Now, Mike, how many yards did Drew Brees throw for? One ninety-six. One ninety-seven. That's right. It's a lot of yards for an over-under. That's what I'm saying. If you see player props, it's a lot of yards to bank on in an over-under. Now, I, I kind of agree with you that 304 looks doable for Peyton Manning. That's not a bet I'm ever going to make. I will go ahead and take the under to disagree with you, and I'll oh, go for it. Uh, Mike, another, uh, another one I, that I like to see here. Um, you've got rushing yards by Joseph Adai over under 65 and a half. Under. Under. Under, 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 under. Can I say under enough? All right. Okay. Five and a half. Mike, I kind of agree with you on that one. 65 and a half is a lot of yards um, for the Super Bowl, but look what Adrian Peterson did against the Colts, what did Adrian, or, or against the, the, the Saints, what did he do? 122 yards. Now, granted, right. Coach Padilla is no Adrian Peterson, but that defense is catered to, you know, playing the pass. And uh, 
65 and a half yards. It's not a lot of yards for Joseph Adai. So I'm going to disagree with you and take the over. Over 65 and a half. We're two for two here, Mike. We're going to get another one in. Uh, we've right. got receiving yards by Reggie Wayne over under 77 and a half. Ooh, boy. Uh, I'm going to go over because I think uh, I think Reggie Wayne is going to end up being uh, Peyton Manning's guy. Well, he, I'm going to go over with you, too. Yeah, he had goes on last week. Uh, I still think Dallas Clark is going to be a big part of the equation, but uh, Reggie Wayne, yeah, I'll go over to the 70, what, 77 and a half or something. Yep, you've just got so many, you've got so many mouths to feed here. It's interesting. You've got the over-under on Reggie, 77 and a half. The over-under on Dallas Clark is 69 and a half. So now you're up to what, 147 yards. Garcon over-under is 60, 60 and a half. Now you're up to 200 and something yards. And then Collie, the over-under is 50 yards. Uh, all those could go over. I mean, in, in, a, in a typical Peyton Manning type of day, every one of them could go over. Okay. So, um, here's, one I, here's one I like. I mean, receiving yards by Joseph Adai, 18 and a half. I mean, there's, there's a lot of mouth to feed there. Uh, okay, Mike, here we go. Here's one. Will Matt Stover make a 38-plus yard field goal? Yes or no? Yes is plus 130. No is minus 160. I'll say yes. Stover, yes for a, a plus 38. Yep, and that could be to win the game. Could be to win the game. And Scott says no on Stover field goal. It's a, it's a long field goal to hit and Usually, if they're going to be in like that, they usually are going to go for it. Let's look on the other side of the ball. The passing over-under for Drew Brees is 283 and a half, Mike. 283 yards. 283 and a half, Mike. Over-under. Man, I won't touch that. and a half. Uh, I would have uh, – ooh, man. I would not touch it. Uh, if I had to bet it, I would go under. Eighty-three and a half. I would go under based on the fact that I think Pierre Thomas, uh, he's going to have a bunch of uh, delayed draws and things like that. Mm-hmm. Well, Indianapolis has been uh, stout against the pass all year all year long. Uh, the only reason they they allow the yards is because they're usually in the lead, right? I mean, that's the uh, that's the only reason that that happens, but. Uh, this is one of those games that I could easily see uh, Drew Brees throwing for 283, but it's just a lot of yards. So you're going under on the I'm 283. Going under. And, uh, man, uh, I'm almost compelled to do that same thing with you. Uh, and I'm going to go the under on Drew Brees as well, under 283. But, but you know, you all know that one of you guys is going to throw for 300. Very, very tough. Okay, you like Pierre Thomas, huh? The over-under on Pierre Thomas rushing yards is 52 and a half, Mike. Fifty-two and a half for Pierre Thomas. Over. You're going over. Yep, I'm going over for the simple reason that I think the those. I I, I think what they'll do is at the beginning of the game uh, they'll take him out of the backfield with a dump off, and then uh, next thing you know in the uh, second quarter uh, 
stuff like that, they'll do the delayed draw. And that delayed draw could be 10, 12 yards at a, at a time. So I'll take the over on that, yeah. Well, I'm going to go ahead and take the under on Pierre Thomas, 52 and a half. And I don't think they're going to have the, pot, the, the opportunities. I think uh, I'm, I'm laying the match up to be kind of the Colts getting out on them, and, and you're going to have to have Drew Brees to, to win this game. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go under on Pierre Thomas. Now, here's the, here's the one I want to see what you've got here. You've got uh, Marcus Colston receiving yards over under 73 and a half. Under. Too many options. Too many options. Yeah. Under, yeah, under 73 and a half. Uh, Marcus, Marcus Colson, he can be good for two touchdowns in this game. He can yep. be good for two touchdowns. But he can be good for two touchdowns, four receptions, and uh, 35 yards. Well, and it is interesting. Uh, Colston to score a touchdown in this game is only plus 110. While players right. like Devery Henderson plus two thirty, Shockey plus three hundred, uh, Meacham plus two thirty, Colston, it, it definitely looks like Colston's going to score in this game. Obviously, the wild card in this game is Reggie Bush. If he can get loose, if he can get out there and make some plays, uh, Reggie's the Reggie's the playmaker that if you're the Colts, you've got to you've got to look at, at at stopping. But uh, yeah, receptions by Reggie Bush over under three and a half. They've got to get him the ball and let him make plays in space if they want to win this game. Over under three and a half on that. Man, that's tough. That's tough. But, you know, like you said, you do have to have Reggie Bush a part of the equation to make things uh, make things happen for uh, for New Orleans. I mean, he's got to be a playmaker because – and uh, what about Debra Henderson? Okay, we've got props on Debra. We can, we can check them out here real quick for you. Uh, Devery Henderson over under on yards is uh, it was right there underneath uh, Colston. Let's see. Devery Henderson, I saw him. I got to be around fifty or fifty or sixty yards here. Let's see, Devery Henderson. Okay, there it is. Uh, receiving yards over under forty nine and a half. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. Right about right about the fifty mark. Mike, let's go ahead and yeah. have our draft uh, since we have a few minutes here. But I'll go ahead and have our draft. I'm, I'm going to flip a coin here. And you call heads or tails? Heads. No, tails, 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 tails. Tails never fails. It was heads. All right, Mike, uh, I'm going to take the first pick, and I'm going to start off my draft. Uh, I'm going to start off my draft with Peyton Manning. Drew Brees. You are? Uh, <laughs> You knew what I was going to, I was going to stick it to you, man. <laughs> I was going to stick it to you. Okay, you get the next pick because you, you, you get the turn here. Okay, uh, I'll take um, Dallas Clark. Mm, nice pick. Okay. All right, so I get two picks back to back. I'm going to go ahead and take Reggie and okay. Colston. You I will take. Yep, I will take uh, Pierre Thomas and uh, you took Reggie Wayne and you took Coaston, so I'll go Austin College. Mm, okay, Austin College. 
All right, now here's where it gets interesting. I'm going to go ahead and take Adai and Reggie Bush. My team is dominating yours right now, Mike, you know? No, are you kidding me? I'm going to take uh, Mike Bell. Okay. And did, did you take Deborah Henderson? No, I did not. Do you want him? I want him. Yeah. All right, Deborah. You got Deborah, and he is yours. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and take Garcon. And I need another player here for, okay, so I'll go ahead and take Shockey. Okay, you're up. Two picks. So I need a kicker, a defense, and a... Uh, Kicker defense, that's all I need. Well, you need, uh, let's see, you've got two running backs and you've got two wide receivers. You need a uh, need another a wide, wide receiver. receiver. Yep. And a flex. Yeah, Garcon. You need dog. Um, you got Meacham out there. You've got... Uh, I don't know. Lance Moore for another wide receiver. No, 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 no. Uh, go ahead and Anthony give me uh, <laughs> give me Matt Stover. Okay, Stover. Mm-hmm. And Robert Meacham. All right, Meacham, that was a good pick. If you didn't take him, I was going to steal him from you. Okay, and so I'm going to go ahead and take as my flex. I'm going to go ahead and take uh, Donald Brown. My flex, and then I'm going to go ahead and take, uh, obviously, I'll get my kicker here and get uh, Hartley. And then you've got uh, two picks left, Mike. You need a flex and a defense. Defense will be New Orleans. Okay. I don't know. Pick me a flex. Pick you a flex. Uh, Lance Moore, uh, Chad Simpson. (laughs) Uh, Mike Hart. Let's go with Mike Hart. Mike Hart? Mike Hart. Yep. Okay. All right, I've got the NDD. So, my lineup is Peyton, Adai, Reggie Bush, Donald Brown, Reggie Wayne, Colts, Garson, Shockey, Hartley, and the Colts. You've got Drew Brees, Pierre Thomas, Mike Bell, Mike Hart, Austin Colley, Devery Henderson, Dallas Clark, uh, Robert Meacham, Matt Stover, and New Orleans. That should be close. Good. That should be close, guys. All right. Well, Mike, uh, we've got uh, we're about uh, 48 hours away from. Um, well, little, I'm sorry, a little more than 24 hours away from the Pro Bowl, and then we've got one more week, and then we've got the uh, Super Bowl. But I'm excited about this off season with you, uh, doing uh, as much dynasty action as we can. We've got a lot of special guests lined up in this off season. I've, I've talked to a lot of folks. We're going to come on the show. They've got rankings galore. got tons of Dynasty information for our listeners uh, that want to get into Dynasty. And I'm telling you, Mike, I want to get a high-stakes Dynasty League started before the end of this year. I want a high-stakes Dynasty League, and we are going to make it happen. If we have to join up and be a team, uh, man, yep. we're going to do it. But I want to get one of these guys into high-stakes Dynasty, and I think we can pull it off. So, oh, got the real I think we can, too. 
real loyal players in the world of high-stakes fantasy football, so yeah. I think we can count on them to uh, to keep giving it. All right, well, guys, thanks for joining us. This has been Red versus Blue, and, you know, we'll, we'll see you next week. Mike, 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 you really uh you 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 need your player list in front of you when you're drafting, man. If you, you, you they're, 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 we're thinking about having a hardcore league this year without a player list. And I, I don't know. Uh you took Mike Bell and Mike Hart in this league and it's not looking good, bud. Well, we'll see what happens. Not looking good. I don't know. I, I think I could pull off a league without a, a player list. I think I could do it. I've got a got one of those. You know, I, I, I didn't. I, I didn't have anything in front of me, and I was just. I didn't either. Just... I didn't either. I didn't either. I just. I just think I could pull that off, and that that is a, a concept that I put together a couple years ago, right before Lenny sold the world championship. I put together a league and got it approved. It was the hardcore league, and a lot of us were gonna. A lot of us were gonna draft. My picture: this. You show up at the draft table with not a pen or a piece of paper or anything or any magazine, any list, any cheat sheet, nothing. All you do is show up. And then as soon as you get there, they give you a piece of paper and a pen for you to write your team down as you make your picks. I like that. That's it. And it's called wow. the Hardcore League, and all you do is you <laughs> – I mean, come on, that's a league right there. That's for the – not for the faint of heart. And you have, uh, I don't know, maybe you – you rig it so that if there's only 30 seconds, 45 seconds between each pick or something, and you run right through the league. That's that's one heck of a league. Be looking for news that on that. Stay tuned. We have that uh, announced as a league, and I'll tell you what, I'm, I'm hearing through the grapevine that that might be a league coming up to a high-stakes event near you. So, Mike, it's always a pleasure to, to do this show with you. Uh, you know, let's uh, let's keep rolling and, uh, you know, let's have some Stay here, Scott, and then, uh, take care of your voice, man. Yep, Red versus Blue. We'll see you next week. All right, take care, Bob. You've been listening to Red vs. Blue Sports Talk Radio, where Planet Red and Big Blue Nation collide. With your hosts, Scott Atkins and Michael Trent. Please join us next time.